Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Palms. My name is Fran Patterson, and I serve as Stephen Minister Leader in our congregation. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us bow our heads as we prepare for worship. Living Lord, we come together young and old to praise your name. Pour out your spirit upon us. We come as sons and daughters seeking your guidance and love. Pour out your spirit upon us. We offer you our joys and celebrations with thanksgiving and praise. Pour out your spirit upon us. We bring you our pain and our sorrow, longing for your comfort. Pour your spirit upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, renew your people. O risen Christ, pour out your spirit upon us now and forever. Amen. Now as we worship together, may our hearts receive his Holy Spirit, our ears listen to his word, and our voices be raised in praise to the glory of God.
Would you please stand for our call to worship as we listen together to the words of the psalmist from the 104th Psalm. O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Yonder is the sea, great and wide. Creeping things innumerable are there, living things both small and great. There go the ships and Leviathan that you formed to sport in it. These all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you give to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created and you renew the face of the ground.
Good morning. Have you longed for spiritual renewal? Do you ache for healing from your brokenness? Are you waiting for the balm of reconciliation? It all begins with humbling ourselves before God, surrendering our wills to His, and confessing our sins. Confident that we belong to God as beloved children through the redemptive power of God in Jesus Christ and trusting in his abundant mercy, let us confess together our sin. Let us pray. Gracious God, if we have grieved your Holy Spirit by what we have said and done, Lord, have mercy. If we have failed to receive the gifts of the Spirit, you offer so generously to all who have faith in you. Lord, have mercy. If we have failed to access the power of the Spirit to bless others in Jesus' name, Lord, have mercy. If we have failed to abide in the one true vine and thus lack the fruits of the Spirit, Lord, have mercy. Forgive us, O God, Renew us to live as your spirit-filled people who love you and our neighbor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sisters and brothers in Christ, hear the good news. At some time, each one of us has been lost in many different ways. But now we are indeed found, and not simply found, but rejoiced over, cherished, and beloved. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. You have come home. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. And now with believers across the globe and down through the ages, let us state what we believe using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now we invite you in the love of Christ to turn and greet your neighbors.
Good morning. Welcome to worship at Church of the Palms. It is great to see you here this morning on this Memorial Day weekend, on this Pentecost Sunday. If you are with us in worship for the first time, a special welcome to you. We would love to know that you were uh, in worship today. Um, if you would take the red friendship pad that is there on the pews and sign your name to it, pass it down, and let us know how we might be in ministry with you or for you. And uh, I encourage you to, uh, after the service, to gather under the shade of the tree for, for some refre refreshments and further conversation. also encourage you to read through the announcements that you'll find uh, in the back pages of the bulletin. I wanted to highlight just a, a few of those announcements. So, uh, dealing with just a little bit later in the service, you'll see that the offertory is a little bit different. This is going to be, it's a congregationally involved offertory, so take note of that. We will sing while we're seated as a congregation, verses 1 and 3, it's printed there in the bulletin, and choir only, choir only will sing verse 2. So when that comes up in just a few minutes, please keep that in mind. Also, as Pastor Steve announced last week, uh, the Presbyterian Women's Telling Your Own, Our Own Story event has been moved to this coming Saturday, uh, May the 30th. Still an opportunity to sign up under the tree today. Uh, next Sunday, one week from today, May the 31st, we will be having a Senior Recognition Sunday. So uh, if you are a graduating senior and you want to be recognized, Still time to get with uh, Jeff McCauley so that we can get you included. And it is a Sunday in which we're highlighting our Secret Angel ministry. It is a ministry of support to college students from Church of the Palms. More on that next week. Also, you'll notice in the bulletin there are several serving opportunities for us that happen during the summer. We've been talking about uh, the second week of hosting Family Promise families coming up beginning one week from today. These are families who are in transition, temporarily homeless, and Church of the Palms, together with other churches in our community, we take turns hosting these families for a week while they save money and get themselves in a position where they can get back on their feet. So there's opportunities to serve with Family Promise. We uh, will be running a summer pilot program for tutoring with Wilkinson Elementary rising second graders. And so if you'd like more information about how you might be involved in that on Tuesday and Thursday afternoons during the summer, you can see Judy Armitage about that. And also what we're finding in the food pantry is that with our uh, winter residents back up north largely, we have some, some holes in our food pantry, especially in the packing area. So if you could be available on Thursday mornings, for example, to help with packing in the food pantry from about 8 until 9 in the morning, um, if you would please give the church office a call and ask for Kathy Robinette, that would be a blessing to have your involvement there. Since it is Memorial Day weekend, it is the custom in our congregation to uh, pause and to uh, listen to an opportunity that we have to share with those who are actively serving in the military and to uh, lead us in this time, uh, General Jim Hessen will come forward.
You've seen me before. You've seen this before. Twice a year, we take the opportunity to encourage everybody here to participate in shipping a box to a deployed service member overseas. They're still serving in Afghanistan. We are still supporting them. Uh, they are our sons, daughters, mothers, sisters, brothers, fathers, uncles. They're there serving you in the freedom we enjoy. Uh, Twelve years ago, the Military Officers Association of Sarasota started shipping boxes. I came to the session and asked, could we participate? The session agreed. Now, the, the box looks simple. Uh, we provide everything that you need. We include a kit, an address, tells you everything you need to know how to ship a box. But the thing that's most important about that box is the fact that there's something inside of it that you cannot buy, you cannot sell. It's Christian love. And that's the intangible that are in there. So we've got Christian love for us this morning. Uh, pick a box up, pack it, ship it. I don't care if you take two or three. They're all available. Thank you very much, and I'm going back out and continue to perspire while I move boxes.
God built freedom into every fiber of creation. And he went for us to all be free and whole, free and We have a special treat today. We are celebrating not only Memorial Day, but we are celebrating Pentecost, the birthday of the church, when God um, poured out his Holy Spirit and Jews from all over were gathered in Jerusalem and they all heard the gospel in their own languages. So too today, in between the pastoral prayer and when we say the Lord's Prayer together in English, we will hear the Lord's Prayer in five languages. Let us pray. O Lord of all, in whom we live and move and have our being, we give you our thanks and praise for the gifts that you graciously bestow upon us, the gift of life, which you sustain at every moment through the breath of your spirit, this beautiful creation, this family of faith, and this gift of abundant and eternal life made available through the life 
death, and resurrection of your son, Jesus. We thank you that through our baptism into Christ's death, we too can look forward with confidence to our own future resurrection. Because you are so gracious to us, enable us in return to live lives marked by gratitude. Enable us to give graciously to others following Christ's example of love. Enable us not to think less of ourselves, but to think of ourselves less often as we learn to put the lives of others ahead of our own. On this weekend that we traditionally remember the gift of the sacrifice of so many for the freedom we cherish, we are truly thankful for the blessing that freedom brings. And we are grateful for each who sacrificially gave of themselves. Help us to live with intention and purpose, prayerful always that justice will prevail, not just in our nation, but in every corner of your world, remembering that your dreams are for all people, all nations, and all of creation. Especially we ask you to deliver those precious souls that suffer unspeakable horrors at the hands of ISIS and similar terror groups. We pray now, O oh God, that you will hear the deep prayers of our hearts as we lift up those people and situations that are in our thoughts this morning. Prayers for those who are waiting on a diagnosis or struggling with problems, experiencing discontent in their relationships, or who have lost touch with your presence. We lift them up to you now. And in this silent moment, we lift those concerns that reside deep within our hearts. Help us to remember, Holy Father, that this world is not our home, that we move in the world as pilgrims where each day is a journey, each place visited an opportunity, each encounter a possibility to see your work in another or to share the good news that in Jesus the whole world is being made right. All praise be to you, God of grace, God of mercy, God of justice, God of peace. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Notre Père qui es aux cieux, que ton nom soit sanctifié, que ton règne vienne, que ta volonté soit faite sur la terre comme au ciel. Donne-nous aujourd'hui notre pain de ce jour. Pardonne-nous nos offenses, comme nous pardonnons aussi à ceux qui nous ont offensés. Et ne nous soumets pas à la tentation, mais délivre-nous du mal. Amen. Vår Fader som är i himmelen, helgat var det ditt namn. Tillkommer ditt rike, ske din vilja så som i himmelen, så och på jorden. Vårt dagliga bröd, giv oss idag och förlåt oss våra skulder så som och vi förlåter dem oss skyldiga äro. Och inled oss icke i frästelse utan fräls oss ifrån ondo. Ty riket är ditt och makten och härligheten i evighet. Amen. Szenteltessék meg a te neved, jöjjön el a te országod, legyen meg a te akaratod, mint a mennyben, úgy itt a földön is. Ami mindennapi kenyerünket, add meg nékünk ma, és bocsáss meg a mi védkeinket, miképpen mi is megbocsájtunk azoknak, akik ellenünk védkeznek. És ne vigy minket a kísértésbe, de szabadíts meg minket a gonosztól, mert tiéd az ország, a hatalom és a dicsőség, most és mindörökké. Amen. Kenjé, ma simászó, vagy ére nocsi, jó. 
願わくば皆をあがめさせたまえ御国をきたらせたまえ御心の天になるごとくったにもなさせたまえ我らの日曜の糧を今日も与えたまえ我らに罪を犯す者を我らが許すごとく我らの罪をも許したまえ我らを試みに合わせず悪より救いたまえ国と力と栄えとは限りなく何時のものなればなりアーメンパデレノエストロケスタセノシエロスサンティフィカードセアトゥノンブレベンガアノストゥレイノアガセトゥボロンタアシエンエルテンラティエラコモエンエルシエロエルパンノエストロデカダディアダンノスノソイイペルドナノスノエストラスデオダスアシコモノソトロスペルドナモスアノエストロドドレスイノノスデヘスカエルエンラテンタシオンマスリブレノスデルマルアメン As we continue in praying the prayer, Jesus taught his disciples to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom. And the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now let us continue our worship with the presentation of our tithes and offerings.
Let us pray. Gracious Lord, the action of this offering is a public sign of our allegiance to you. We proclaim you Lord over our lives, Lord over our families, Lord over our finances, and Lord over our future. We give you thanks for all you have given us and all we have the privilege to give. O oh God, we ask that you multiply these gifts to be used for your honor and glory and your mission of reconciling the world to yourself through Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. You may be seated, and now we invite the children to come forward for the children's moment with Lori. Good morning. So great to see friends. Good morning, good morning. What are we celebrating? Sam, that's my question. What are we celebrating today? Does anybody know? Do you know, Grace, really? When Jesus died. Oh, that is such a good answer. Thank you, because, sorry, Soph, we're just a little bit further, so Jesus died. He rose again, walked around on earth, and then he went up into heaven, and then the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, and they called it Pentecost. We're celebrating Pentecost, which is the birthday of the church. So I think we should have a party, a birthday party. So what do we need if we're going to have a birthday party? Ryan, what do you think? Love. Love. We absolutely need love. What else do we need? Cake. Cake. I've got cake upstairs, sort of. What else? Balloons. Balloons. Anything else? Presents. Presents. I got a couple of presents. That's good. So the balloons. Balloons are really great at birthday parties. We can throw them up in the air and we can decorate with them. But this balloon seems to be missing something. It's pretty cool. It's red. But what is it missing? Sam, what's it missing? Air. Air. It's missing air. <gasps> you know what kind of air that is? Hot. Nice. We'll just leave. I was going to say coffee air, but we got hot. We'll go with hot. So this is kind of like what the disciples experienced. Because here's the thing. This balloon, without the air in it, doesn't serve its purpose. It can't do what it's meant to do. So the disciples were waiting around after Jesus had gone back up to heaven, and they go, what do we do now? And you know what happened? A huge air came through. Wow, that was awesome. <laughs> A huge air came through the room where they were. It was the Holy Spirit, and then there were like little flames of fire that looked like they were coming off the tops of their heads, and they started speaking in tongues. And you know what that is? They were speaking in languages like those people just prayed for us in those different languages. They didn't understand them, but everybody out there understood them, and they heard about Jesus' love. And guess what happened? 3,000 people became believers that day. The church started. It was like the happy birthday church. That was the beginning of it. So, can I see that balloon, Alexander? We need to be like this balloon. We need to be open to the Holy Spirit and let it fill us up so that we can do exactly what God has planned for each of us to do. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, we thank you. We thank you for sending your Holy Spirit to the disciples and to us and that the Holy Spirit is with us, guiding us, directing us, comforting us, and helping us to be more like Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's go have a party. 
<laughs> you put that back up. All right, no fear for anybody else to leave. It's only the kids who get to go to Lori's party for the church, so. Yeah, we will be reading uh, from the passage that Lori was just teaching about to the children, so if you want to turn in your Bible to the second chapter in the book of Acts, we'll be reading the first four verses. But before we do that, let us pray. Gracious God, we believe your word is a lamp unto our path. It's a light unto our feet. We believe that when we open the Bible, your Holy Spirit is present and active to shine forth your truth from the pages of Scripture. So speak to us this day the truth you would have us learn. We pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Acts chapter 2, beginning at the first verse. Listen as I read for the word of God. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. So uh, you, you, you may have noticed I'm a little... Uh, a little pink on the nose and the ears and in the, the back of the neck. Got to, uh, got to play golf on Friday with my dad and my son Will. And uh, had my usual mediocre round. But, uh, but it, was a, it was a sunny day. And so you can probably see the effects of the sun on my face. You know, we can see when someone has been out in the sun for a little too long. Sometimes it's one of our other senses that gives us a clue to help us understand what's happening. My daughter Kate, for example, she has a great nose. She was gifted with her mother's amazing sense of smell, and I can remember when she was little, when I would come home from church in the evening, and she would come and give me a hug. She would bury her face in my shoulder and take a sniff. And sometimes, oftentimes, she could tell by the smell of my shirt where I had been for lunch. And that got me in trouble a few times. If I had been to a place that she really liked, she would say, Dad, did you go to Moe's today for lunch and you didn't bring me any? Kate's nose knows Moe's. <laughs> I couldn't pull one off on her. Or, or sometimes the, the sense that helps us to understand what's going on is, is our hearing. 
We have some uh, good friends who are pastors in the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. Some of you have met David and Maraschina. They're wonderful folks, and we spend time with them whenever we get the opportunity to do so. But the thing is, when my wife Cindy spends a lot of time around David and Maraschina, she starts to talk like them. And so if you're with Cindy and she says something like, I'm feeling a wee bit peckish because it's almost tea time, you'll know that she has been around David and Maraschina. She's starting to speak like the Irish. You can hear it in what she says. So hold on to that thought about how our senses help us to understand what's going on because today is the day that we are wrapping up this sermon series that we have been working our way through God's story in the Bible ever since September when we looked at the book of Genesis and Noah and the flood and God's promise to preserve his people. And here we are today on Pentecost Sunday, and we are learning about, as Lori said, the, the birthday of the church, the coming of the Holy Spirit with power on Jesus' disciples in the upper room. And it was obvious to the disciples, I'm sure, by what their senses were telling them, that the Holy Spirit had come in a new and powerful way. What we heard in our text was that there was this powerful, violent wind that rushed through that upper room, and there were flames that were there and settled on the heads of each one of them like divided tongues of fire. They could hear, and they could see, and then they were given su the supernatural ability to speak in languages they hadn't learned. They were able to speak in the heart language of all the Jews who were gathered for the celebration of Pentecost in Jerusalem at that time so they could hear the good news of Jesus in the language with which they were most familiar. It was obvious that the Holy Spirit was present in their midst. And so the question for us today is, how can we know when the Holy Spirit is present in our lives? What, what are the, the, the telltale signs that the Spirit is present? I mean, I... I hear a little wind in here, but, but I think it's the air conditioning. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what I'm hearing. And I, and I see some red in the room, but, but I'm thinking it's because some of us decided to wear red today in, in honor of Pentecost. And so if the Holy Spirit was here, how would we know it? What would it look like? What would it smell like? What would it sound like? There are some Christian traditions that emphasize the spectacular manifestation of the Holy Spirit, speaking in ecstatic tongues, not other languages, but ecstatic tongues, the tongues of angels, they would say, being given over to holy fits of laughter, dancing with unbridled joy in the Spirit, physically falling down or being slain in the Spirit. Now, I am not here to speak bad about 
any brothers and sisters in Christ who might express their joy and exuberance in Jesus in ways that are a little different than we may be used to. What I am here to say is that it is our job to learn from those who have gone before us in our reformed tradition about how we can recognize the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Because you see, we are a people who are focused on God's word and learning God's truth from what he has preserved for us in his word. And so when we, when we look at the Old Testament and we read there how God revealed God's self to his covenant people, the creator God who made all that is, the covenanting God who spoke his promise to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the calling God who called out to Moses from the burning bush to lead his people out of slavery in Egypt, the law-giving God who wrote on those stone tablets the ten best ways for his people to live, the God who promised Messiah from the line of David, the Prince of Peace, the one whose reign would have no end. Our study of God's story in Scripture has helped us to know much more about this God that we encounter in the Old Testament. And it has also helped us to read and engage a good portion of the New Testament. We know, we understand a lot about God the Son, about Jesus. How the, the Scripture, the, the Gospels make it clear that there was a connection between the Messiah the Jews were expecting from the line of David in the Old Testament and Jesus, born of Mary in Bethlehem, the city of David. The Gospel of Matthew, which we have focused on a lot in these past months, time and time again says, Jesus said this or he did that in order to fulfill what was written in the Old Testament. And in the Gospel of John, Jesus makes a number of undeniable claims that he is God. Jesus, the Son of God. We can understand that as well. But it's that third person in the Trinity, the, the Holy Spirit that we oftentimes have trouble with. We can't quite, quite wrap our minds around it. I, I don't know how it is for you, but for me, I've got, there was a time in my life when I sort of sort of put it in categories. It was like, okay, the Jews, they're the ones who, they're experts on the Old Testament, what we call the Old Testament. They, they, get, they get God in the Old Testament better than anybody else. And, and we, we Presbyterians and, and other Protestants, we understand Jesus from, from the, the New Testament. And, and the, the, the Pentecostals and the Charismatics, well, they're the ones who sort of major on the Holy Spirit. That's their specialty, not really our specialty. And it didn't help my understanding of the Holy Spirit that, that some of the explanations we give for uh, the Trinitarian God who reveals himself in Scripture, that they, they didn't quite hold together for me. You, you know, we, 
we often hear the, the water is liquid, water is ice, water is steam, and, you know, but liquid, ice, steam can't happen all together at the same time. It's, and, and we believe that God exists eternally in three persons, Father, Son, and, and Holy Spirit. And so I, it just didn't hold together for me. It wasn't until I had the, the privilege of going off to seminary and I was uh, exposed to the teachings of uh, one of the saints of the church, Saint Augustine, who wrote a whole volume on the Trinity. And one of the, 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 the point that made the most sense to me, the analogy for Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that, that sort of brought it together for me was that God is like the sun. The sun, the star at the center of our, of our solar system, that exploding mass of hydrogen, that is God. And the light that comes from the sun that we can see with our eyes, that is analogous to Jesus, God the Son, that we as humankind have seen with our eyes. And at the same time that there is this star in the middle of the solar system that is exploding and giving off light that reaches the earth that we can see, there is also energy that comes with it that we can't see. The energy that sets in motion the photosynthesis that causes growth and life in plants. And that, my friends, that energy that we cannot see is analogous to the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Now there may be some of us who are a little bit uncomfortable talking about this spiritual stuff, about this third person of the Trinity who takes up residence in our, in our hearts. I mean, it sounds kind of like possession or something, stuff that we see in movies. And when people in movies get possessed, they say creepy kinds of things. They act in bizarre ways. They, they become different than they would normally be. And so this thought of being indwelt by a spirit kind of Sounds not very appealing to us. But let me say that being indwelt by the Spirit of the risen Christ has nothing at all to do with possession as it's depicted in the movies. You see, the God who created you knows you at your deepest self, knows who you truly are. And the Holy Spirit has been rightly called the helper. And one of the really important works of the Spirit in taking up residence in our hearts and minds and lives is to help us, to empower us to be fully the person God created us to be. So being indwelt by the Holy Spirit, receiving the Spirit of the risen Christ, 
is not at all like possession. It is totally about being the person God created you to be, fulfilling the purpose God has for you to fulfill in life. It is a troubling thing that it is possible to identify with the Christian faith, to come to church, to read the Bible, to, to display a lot of the external signs of being a Christian, but never to open our hearts to the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. And when that's the case for us, when we're kind of going through the motions of the Christian life without the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, we are less than God intends for us to be. Because the role of the Holy Spirit is to guide us to give us God's wisdom, and to give us power that is beyond our own. That's what the disciples experienced on the day of Pentecost. The power was from the Spirit. It wasn't theirs. And so it's interesting to me that this message on Pentecost about the Holy Spirit fell to me because in so many ways... I feel like a child when it comes to matters of the Holy Spirit. There are many of you here today who are further along than I am in moving with the Spirit in your journey with Christ. But I do want to share these few things that I have learned. I have learned that we are opened up to the presence and the movement of the Spirit through music and song. Perhaps you have felt it. It speaks to us in ways that words can't. It speaks to our heart and witnesses to a truth that we don't have to explain, that we can know directly. That is the Holy Spirit speaking. I have learned and I have experienced, not, not every time, but there have been times when I have been sitting right where you are, right where Carolyn is, and I have heard a message. And I am almost certain that the preacher has been reading my email. He or she knows exactly what I have been struggling with in the past week. Speaks directly to what I was thinking about just the day before. Have you ever had that happen? It's the Holy Spirit speaking to your spirit. 
when we open the Scripture and we read God's Word, and from the pages of Scripture, perhaps a passage that we know very well, that we might even tend to skim over, suddenly there is a word or a phrase or a thought that jumps off the page at us. Dallas Willard, the great theologian, says, it shimmers. I love that description. It shimmers. The Holy Spirit is speaking God's truth. Or in conversation with another person, you, you, are, you are talking and relating and connecting, and suddenly you have an awareness of some truth beneath the surface, and you feel it in your gut. It's likely that the Holy Spirit is guiding you in ministering to that other person. So what if this air that we're feeling in here isn't just air conditioning? What if the Holy Spirit is blowing through our church family? What if the red we see around the sanctuary isn't just the clothes some of us have chosen to wear today, but is really the flame of the Holy Spirit burning here at Church of the Palms? I wonder what would happen if we lived today and every day expecting to see the Spirit of God active and at work in our lives and in our world. I wonder.
And now as this service ends and when you go from this place, go with God's blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace now and forever. Amen.